Dad, that's Superman with the cape and you're shooting laser beams out of your eyes. I don't wear a cape. Hello everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gio Thomas, with me as always is your co-host, Francisco Alcala, and we have just gotten out of Eternals. It is 12... Almost 12.30. The movie was over like two and a half hours ago. We were just really slow tonight. It's very <laughs> late. We're very tired. We've had to have many conversations with other people about this movie, not in front of each other, so we wouldn't... We were all running around all night, so Franny and I wouldn't find out what each other thought of the movie, even though we saw it together. I feel like we, I feel like we know, but I don't know if I know ultimately what you think of this movie, though. Okay, well that's what this show's for. I know. I, I remember making this fucking program. Franny's program is almost over. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, I guess the only question I really want to ask you right now is. Did you like it and think it was good? Um, well, that that's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. Um, this entire episode will be an effort just to answer that one question. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I tried going in with a positive mindset. I was trying to be optimistic. You were meditating before the film. Yep. Um, can't say I still had high expectations for the movie. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be, um, but that doesn't really say much. So, I was asked by Tommy, my number one fan, um... Uncle Tommy represent? Yep. My uncle who's obsessed with Franny Yeah, now. shout out to Tommy. I know you're listening to this right now. Um... <laughs> it's so weird my world's colliding. I know. Um, so he asked me when he called to give it a number. Mm-hmm. So originally, I was like a generous seven. Okay. Um, I I've lowered to probably between a five or a six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I did think you I'm, think? I think I'm probably riding around a six. I appreciate the parts of this movie that are crazy. Cause there are certainly some some good scenes in this, but I think some of the ideas and themes and things that they put in this movie. It's insane that they put them in a Marvel movie. Like this For one, good and bad reasons, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the fact that there are so many big swings in this is important to me. Like, this feels a lot riskier than most of their movies do in terms of content, I think. This feels like an extremely different MCU movie. I mean, it feels like a director-driven movie. Like, I feel like they just mm -hmm. let Chloe Zhao do whatever she wanted. And for better or worse, I'm glad that they just gave her that freedom instead of trying to control her because i don't think they did and i think ultimately this is going to teach them the wrong lesson that they shouldn't give people that much freedom because this movie's not going to do well yeah i don't think because there's no hook but i there are uh, a lot of reasons this isn't gonna do well nobody knows who any of these characters are i don't know i didn't i i never did any comic research on this beforehand or anything i went in completely blind for like the first time ever and I, the one thing I was wondering really before this movie was, will I care about these characters by the end of this film? And I think I do care about most of them, which I was surprised by. But I think it did a pretty good job at balancing most of the characters. There's some exceptions. Yeah, I, I guess. You didn't like them? I mean, I just don't feel that attached to any of them. Okay. Maybe Fastos. I think yeah, he was probably the best out of all of them by far. But, like, I feel like most of them felt 
pretty flat or just didn't do a whole lot the whole movie okay i don't think there's any of them that i actively dislike though druid kind of sucked but that was like kind of the he point. was meant to suck for a while and then he kind of got a little better towards the end and but. there's some strange things going on with sprite that we've sprite is a very weird character um uh... For a lot of reasons, just throughout the whole movie. And just like, for why? one one p- particular reason, like I said, big choices being made because weird. Like the fact that this isn't just MCU weird; it's like actual filmic weird is kind of why not even I film like it. weird. It's it's just weird. It's real world like... <laughs> weird sometimes. Yeah. See, that's why I appreciate. The, like I said, it's six out of ten. Not the best movie, but I love when this goes crazy it's certainly a brave movie (laughs) it really is i think that's actually a good way to put it because i i do think it is and not just in terms of like representation whatever but it's just it's it's fucking nuts it starts with a wall of text which was off-putting yeah i i took that as a very bad sign it was just (laughs) like just scrolling text which i feel like all of the stuff that it said in that wall of text gets explained in the movie anyway so i'm not entirely sure what the point of it was this movie has a huge exposition problem yeah they they have like massive exposition dumps which is really bad when your movie's two and a half hours long and just lines that people say like i feel like they really thought the audience was dumber than they were because something will happen and they'll say something oh yeah early on there's that scene where they're fighting that deviant and Sprite's like, oh, it's healing itself. And then they show it healing itself. Yeah, she, it's like, yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, all right. Nope. All right. <laughs> I'm sucking on a piece of ice, everybody. I know it's so unprofessional. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hold on. Hey, some more time. It's almost gone. <laughs> okay, it's gone. Anyway, uh, it's, yeah, it's late. I'm so... I'm fucked up on Eternals. <laughs> uh, um, the wall of text was alarming. But I thought the space stuff... Like, when this movie goes into big wide shots, it's really beautiful, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know if it really is when we're looking at Earth stuff and just normal MCU stuff. It kind of looks like a normal MCU movie. But I think when we're dealing with, like, celestials and scale of spaceships in space, all that stuff looks beautiful. The action's, like, really well shot. Like you can tell what's going on all the time, which I haven't always felt that way with MCU action. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, sword fights and hand-to-hand fights. I thought all of them were... It very much depends Clean. on who's directing the movie. That's true, and I think I think she was really good at it. And she's never really done anything like this before, but I thought she pulled it off. And it's... Is it slow? Because I was never bored by this movie, but I can't tell if it's a slow movie or if it's just long. I, I feel like it does get slow in parts, but it's not slow enough to get bored. Everyone should do a double feature of this in Dune, I think. That sounds See what like happens. an awful idea. I mean, I think it'd be pretty fucking rad, that's, but that's okay. It's so many hours. It's so many hours. It's so many conversations. It's so much lore. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just shots of space. But I'd, you know. Yeah. I think in some portions of this movie, you can really feel the runtime. The first 20 minutes of this, or I guess, like, once we get to present-day Earth feels so disconnected from everything else in the movie where she's just like a teacher and whatever mm-hmm. like none of that looking back at that from like where we end up by the end of the movie just yeah. doesn't feel right yeah it's it feels like a, a different script of this and they just threw that in there it's so all that stuff is strange with like the earthquake and she's 
getting the kids under the table, and then that whole action scene with that... Oh, full spoilers, by the way. Um, with that guy who turns out to be the Black Knight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who just disappears. So lazy. Yeah. Why even put that guy in the movie? He shows up for a couple minutes and then disappears and then shows back up at the very end. And then shows back up in the post credit scene to hang yeah. out with Blade or whatever. If well, that's what's happening there. We'll talk about who it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Something about just them in general... I could not tell if they were trying to hide their powers or not because yeah. they're very bad at hiding them because they use them all the time, but then they also act like they don't want people knowing that they have powers. She turns that thing into dust and almost falls on that kid. And they just That kid doesn't care and nothing is ever mentioned about it. They just fight the deviants in front of everybody. And I understand that you kind of have to because it's a risky situation and they understand that. But also just using it for like everyday situations also sprite um becoming a I grown hate, woman to go on a date and I then reforming that. into a child and that being their their introductory scene we was hadn't awful met her yet like she we see her as an adult before we see her as a kid which is also something she never does again mm-hmm. and that was off-putting because she's like flirting with this guy and then she's a 10 year old child and that is actually very reflective of the entire problem with that character's arc because it's gross yeah (laughs) it's awful and i because she's in love with superman yeah i really really hate it (laughs) terrible mistake very very weird like that's not a good choice yeah i feel like that was just an unnecessary arc like, I think Sprite could have just not been in the movie and it would have been the same. I mean, like, they, she's, like, one of the main ones for some reason. Like, I feel like they highlight her more than they highlight a lot of the other ones. So why give her such a weird big part in this? Like, she doesn't need that. You don't need I that feel subplot. Like even, like, just completely taking her out would give other characters times to actually, like, be characters. Because some... Yeah. There are some characters in this movie that just exist, and that's about it. They don't really contribute a whole lot. Right. Well, there are ten of them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too bad. It's they, too they many. They could have cut out a couple. Well, they cut out Salma pretty quick. She's not in this as much as I kind of hoped she was, because I think she's great. But Yeah, okay. I just want to say that this movie is one of the most blatant, like... I don't know what it's... I'm sure it has an actual name, but when they cast certain people... Stunt stunt casting? Yeah, just very clearly casting them just so people will see the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. gets taken out of the movie in the first, like, half an hour and only shows up in flashbacks. And then Angelina Jolie does absolutely nothing until the very end of the movie. She's just kind of in the background staring blankly and then occasionally having like a panic attack and she's the main one in all the posters all the trailers because she's the most famous but she is again it's very very clear and blatant what the marketing is doing she is not important to the movie whatsoever and i like the idea of that character that she has so many memories in her head that she has these attacks basically like that's a great idea but it's not a great idea is giving her about 10 speaking lines the entire movie and weird vague powers and then like a borderline uh i don't even know how i want to describe it but there's some imagery going on in that scene she has with the deviant yeah i that was really uncomfortable. that was pretty carnal i don't know uh about 
Anyway, yeah. I, I think um, there's a lot of weird sex in this movie, which we'll talk about. But I do think um, just that first tw- 20 minutes. Like, I like the start, how it kind of starts. Not a lot of dialogue, very slow, just shots of the ship, shots of all of them there. Like, it felt mythic, and they get to Earth. I thought that first sequence on Earth was interesting, mm-hmm. where it's like, these are the original superheroes. You know, don't call Captain America the first Avenger, or or then try to call Captain Marvel the first Avenger, whatever the fuck. It's like, no, these people, legends are based off of these guys. Like, I think that's why you have to have a character who is Superman, because you need that to be the basis for what these superheroes are, essentially, throughout the rest of the universe. Like, that idea of superheroes, but also, Superman exists in this universe as a comic book character, I guess. I hate, yeah, they reference the DC universe like twice in this movie and it made me roll my eyes so hard both times terrible mistakes i really think that there was like some dc executive who probably recently pitched like a marvel dc crossover (laughs) and they were like not only are we not going to do that we are going to ruin the prospect of that (laughs) right now like repeatedly because it felt like why else would you even make that many references there's no way that they can go back on that no it's blatant it's so blatant and it's like, also, calling out that that guy's Superman doesn't make him not Superman. Yeah, he's just Superman, but weaker. <laughs> and I like that we get to see that, because we've never really just had a, a flying guy in the MCU. Like, we have people who can fly, but they're usually in suits of armor and stuff. We've never just had, like, a Superman-esque character flying around like that. I mean, he's, like, pretty much just Vision without the phasing thing. I get. They're it. both I think just it's flying a, guys with lasers. It, it's different to me, I think. With yeah, this they're, guy. they're they're they are different, and they're completely different character wise. But just power wise, they're kind of the same. But he has the double eye beam. Like it's so blatant. And also, his heat vision is never shown to be very effective because he only ever uses it on the other Eternals, and it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot. I wanted to watch that cut through a man. And people's heads explode. And, like there's like a head explosion on one of the deviants. There's some graphic deaths. Yeah, there's some people that very graphically die. Yeah. That very first scene, uh, a guy just gets eaten whole. Yeah, see, that, good stuff. Good good dismemberment in this movie. Yeah. But not with the lasers, unfortunately. Lots of people getting impaled. Do you like the design of their powers? How everything's, like, golden? And it's, like, light powers? I feel like it depends on the character. Okay. Like, I feel like Thena's stuff is kind of weird. Because mm. it's kind of hard to tell what it's actually supposed to be, especially when it, like, changes so often. But, like, I feel like Icarus's stuff is, like, fine. Mm. Mostly it's just eye lasers, so there's not much to that. I feel like uh, the the only one that I can't remember the name of, the, the fast one, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like her, the effect on her powers looks cool. Okay, yeah. So I feel like it just depends on, like, which character it is i can't believe they did like an early 2000s style time lapse in this movie where they're showing like a city and it's like yeah. speeding through time that was just i just don't want to forget that they fucking did that <laughs> what year is it this is like watching blade 2 or I something know. it's ridiculous <laughs> the speedster powers were good but i don't like them as much as i like quicksilvers yeah like if we're comparing mcu speed effects I thought these were a little more lacking. Mm-hmm. I do. I like Kingu's powers though. How he's yeah. got like the it just energy balls basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. I thought it looks cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think you're right. The suits are bad, and you barely ever see them. Which, uh, yeah, it, it's for the best. Yeah, like kind of at the end, but not uh, really. <laughs> not not really. Honestly, like 
they're not really a thing. I'm glad they're just mostly in street clothes. Usually it's something I would hate, but in this it's better because mm-hmm. that's better because they're close. I thought because I really didn't know what this was going to be. I thought this whole movie was going to be a getting the team back together movie. And it kind of is, but not in the way I thought it would be. It's like the f- the first half of it is like a getting the team back together movie. Yeah, but it wasn't as generic as I thought. It wasn't just like, oh, this thing happened in the past, and now we have to get everybody back. Like, it was that. But the way that they worked in all the different flashbacks I thought was smart. That's something Shang-Chi did, too, where throughout the whole movie there's flashbacks to, like, the Mandarin and him mm. growing up and stuff. This kind of does the same thing, and I think it works mostly. I thought the the pacing of, like, when they included flashbacks was a little weird. Mm. Like, sometimes it felt like they were doing too many, like, too close together. Okay. But I feel like overall, they, they worked well enough. Yeah, and I think that the scene where I started to care about the movie was, like, that final flashback before like when they have the falling out or whatever and angelina jolie has her first freak out and they're figuring out what all of them are gonna do like mm-hmm. that's when i started to like the movie a lot more i think because up until that point i was very nervous <laughs> and cautious <laughs> about this because it's like what do you even expect going into this and i think it did kind of turn into what i would hope i had hoped it would be which is like borderline high concept sci-fi but it's also dumb and there's lots of quips and and bad stuff like it was what i expected where it was a little bit smarter and slower and braver, but then it did still have a lot of the MCU traits bringing it down, I think, unfortunately. Um, like some of the worst stuff that people usually complain about. There's definitely lots of moments of emotion being ruined by comedy in this. Yeah, that's definitely something that I noticed a lot, which was really, really unfortunate, especially since the last Marvel movie we talked about was Deadpool 2. Yeah. When we made the point that they're so good at making like balancing comedy and emotional moments not really in this movie spoilers for the deadpool 2 episode that hasn't come out yet but yeah oh well that's okay fuck whoops them. <laughs> fuck we'll do it live yeah um but the actual like plot of the movie i was kind of i'm kind of in the same boat where i was hoping it would be something like that but i think that the, the concepts in it are interesting i don't know if it was executed the best i but at the very least the stuff that's like in it i think is cool i love the villain plot of this movie i think that's the strongest thing and tommy was even saying like he doesn't he didn't like how much exposition there was in that scene where the celestial like explains everything to her it was a little it was kind of a lot i liked that whole thing i love that the plan this whole time was he created the Eternals and the, and the Deviants to, like, balance each other out so there's constant human activity on Earth because humans need to constantly be advancing so they can feed off of them to create the Celestial from the inside of the planet. Like, that's the mm-hmm. coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Also, I was so on board with that. The Just the image of Best the, part the, of the Celestial film. fucking... Bursting out of Bursting Earth. its hand out of the Earth and then just tearing it open was fucking incredible that's the best that's like the money shot of the whole film for me like that and i I don't know i like that and i thought that was legitimately emotionally intense her finding out that she was just created for like because you really do feel like these characters have been around for that long like Mm. i felt like that yeah oh yeah you've been on earth for seven thousand years or whatever and so her finding out her true purpose i was actually like yeah that sucks like i did care enough about them at that point so i didn't mind that that whole thing and i liked how everybody was brought back in to the movie do you like that twist that 
Icarus was the villain or whatever, and he killed Selma Hayek. I knew it was going to be somebody. I thought it was going to be Selma. Because I was like, there's no way she's in this movie this little. But no. there was a way. Yeah, she, she, she really is just yeah. not in this movie very much. Um, not too bad. I, I kind of expected it to be somebody because for a lot of the movie before that twist, I feel like there wasn't really much of a villain. Mm. Like, there was that weird deviant that was, like, a humanoid thing. Yeah, what thing. was that guy? Because he was talking about how, like... I don't know. They wiped out his race or something? But he was a deviant, because he, he was, was a, like... He was just a deviant that became self-aware by absorbing the Eternal's powers, He looked I almost like Drax, though, like, with the pattern that he had. Yeah, it, it was a little weird, and his design was just weird. He was but... telling them that they were, like, murderers, and it was yeah, genocide or something? Yeah, he was kill them all, and then just disappeared for the rest of the movie, and then came back at the very end. That guy was weird, but I, I, I did enjoy when he became a gross human. There was some good morphing into that, but I, I once feel he started like overall, talking... Yeah, it was just, like, completely unnecessary mm. considering Icarus is pretty much just the main villain of the movie yeah but that's the thing is like that's kind of the problem is he's only the villain for like 20 minutes yeah I he's... don't think he's the villain for that long yeah it it's pretty much just to give the third act somebody to beat up like that that's pretty much it I guess so and even he gets taken out pretty quickly I feel yeah, but I mean, I feel like a lot, all the the action that's actually involved in, like, fighting Icarus and all the stuff that's around that, I th I think all of that action is pretty strong. Yeah, I think so, but I didn't feel like the last action scene was the biggest action scene. Like, it had the biggest location. I thought the volcano was so dumb. The second they were like, it's in the volcano. Yeah, I, I thought like, that was oh, a little ridiculous God. i thought it was just gonna come out of the ground why is it a volcano or even out of the ocean or something yeah. like she had the she almost had the chris pratt from jurassic world fallen kingdom uh powers where you can touch lava with your bare hands in <laughs> that movie where he definitely touches lava with his bare hands um I, it was like that and we just did a volcano like we had the pompeii bit in loki like we just did a fucking volcano yeah don't do that. We just had Shang-Chi's dad punch a mountain. That's the same thing, basically. Yeah, it's a pretty big much monster just, erupting out of a mountain. Yeah, it's the fiery mountain. Also, nice to know that Chloe Zhao... Oh, sorry, both screenwriters. Chloe Zhao and Chloe Zhao. Uh, <laughs> they actually must have watched X-Men First Class pretty immediately before making this movie because... That scene where Sprite is like, oh, I'll join you, is... Yeah. Exactly like first class when Angel's like, oh, I'll join Magneto. And then they go to the beach. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on. Come on. That's pretty shameless. Especially with them having very similar powers. Yeah, too. exactly. Like, like, I thought that was on. very obvious. I thought this, the ending of this movie felt like a lot more rip-off-y than a lot of these superhero movies usually do to me. Like, I thought there was a lot of stuff. And even, like, little action moments I remember where it's like, oh, that's from this. And maybe it's just because we have so many of these movies, it's hard not to repeat ourselves, but I felt like it was a little more lazy in this. Which was also annoying, because I don't think this is a lazy movie. Like, even if I don't love this movie, it's creative. It's creative mm -hmm. and weird, and I think you should go see it. Yeah, definitely, uh, of all the things I can say about it, sorry, uh, this is definitely a very creative movie, and e yeah, even if at least I 
maybe don't like it that much, I think you should still see it just because of all of the weird, crazy ideas that are in it and all the crazy shit that happens. Can we talk about some of the crazy shit that happens? Such as? There's so many. I Where to even fucking start with that? So, well, we, we already talked about the, the god... Uh, okay, uh, hold on. Uh-oh, here we so, go. And the episode's over. It's falling yeah, apart. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, so at the end of this movie... Um, oh, we can't talk about that yet. I mean, we already kind of have. What, the sun? Oh, no. <laughs> um, at Very the end styles? of the movie, the a god starts coming out of the center of the earth, which we already pretty oh, much yes. talked about. That starts happening. Um... But it gets stopped because, of course, it does. Um, that felt kind of anticlimactic to me. That that was it. One, it felt very anticlimactic, and like it probably shouldn't have worked because that. I didn't think that was the end of the movie. It was oh, her powers evolved. Yeah. After seven thousand years of no evolution, her powers evolved. <laughs> sure. Um, but my problem is that again, a god started tearing its way out of the center of the earth. Um, and they just kind of froze it. Mm-hmm. So there's now a, a two pair, a pair of giant hands and a head just sticking out of the Indian Ocean. That's a great landmark, though. Like, that's going to be a landmark in the MCU forever. I mean, yeah, but... You're going to get cancer. If you the Earth there. cannot possibly function the same ever again. No, because there must be most of a celestial at Earth's core still. That and... The tides have shifted. Yeah, the entire oh yeah. ocean floor has shifted. The Earth is not the same. Yeah, you see it like sinking in. <laughs> yeah, literally, like the water level has lowered so drastically, and there's so much water sinking into the center of the Earth. There is a weird little climate change message for like a split second in this movie around the Selma Hayek mm-hmm. thing, where it's like, oh, they killed all the oil workers or whatever because the ice caps were melting. And it's like that's. Okay. <laughs> it's like yes, but that's just a strange oh, little no, thing. I, I, it was really weird because I took it as them blaming climate change on the Eternals. On, no, oh. on, on the weird god coming out of the planet because oh. they were saying that the planet was heating up because it was awakening. Oh yeah, they said the Earth's core was heating up to yeah. prepare for the emergence. Yeah. So uh, apparently, climate change is actually caused by uh, Tiamat climbing out of the Earth. Tiamat, the homeboy. <laughs> See, that's what was weird about that wall of text, is there were so many, like, strange names, like, Celestials and Deviants and Eternals and Tiamat and whatever mm-hmm. the other fucker's name is. It's like, oh, this is so much information. And you didn't need any of that, you're right. Like That's how a, a lot of the expo- exposition in this is. It's just, like, a lot of weird names that they just expect you to keep track of. Yeah, and I think... I mean, I never felt lost. Like, the, the moments where I felt lost were stuff like that Deviant where it's like, I don't completely understand why sucking the life force out of the Eternals turns you more sentient. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know how killing uh, Ajak and Gilgamesh somehow brings you sentience. And he, like, put his tentacles into the other ones and, like, tried to make them more sentient, but they seem mostly the same. Yeah, they just kind of changed form... Kind of, but not the way he not the way he did. <laughs> yeah, really. they just became different animals, pretty much. Yeah, so weird stuff like that where it's like, I'm sure there's an idea here, but I don't understand it. Yeah, it's I just not, don't get it. Like, how can you over-explain everything and st- I'm still asking you questions? Yeah. That's a, not a good sign. <laughs> so when I said some of the weird stuff, I meant like, 
we need to talk about. Yeah, no, sorry, my, that was just my. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up. Tangent, anything but... you think of, but this sprite situation is something we have to figure out right now because what's just weird the, the about the character it, in general. I understand. <laughs> The I get idea. what they're going for. Well, and I don't even think it's a terrible idea in in like a comic where it's like okay, all these people have their own unique things, and then this one is a child forever. And obviously, there are lots of downsides to that. I don't like it when it's a movie and it's like a real fourteen year old and an adult man, and yeah. they have like a romance. Like they don't actually have a romantic relationship, but there is repeatedly an implied romance. In her mind, at least, between them, which is just strange on yeah, screen. Yeah, and many jokes about this 14-year-old girl being in love with a fully grown adult. It's very uncomfortable when they're just like, ha, huh, this kid is in love with an adult. Isn't that funny? And I think it's, no. supposed to, it's, like, it's supposed to make me feel sad, but it makes me feel sad for very different reasons. <laughs> like, for real-world reasons. Yeah. Not because, oh, man, I wish Sprite was like all the others. It's like, ugh. And then she is, like... In her final moment of power, Cersei's like, and also, I can make you 12, I guess. (laughs) For real this time. For real this time. Even though now you would be like a weird sex monster if you're 7,000 years old and you're trying to get with 14-year-olds. That's a different problem. That's the reverse problem. You can't fix that. There's so much that's like just wrong with it. Well, we'll get to see her grow up in The Eternals too great whenever that comes out never we're never seeing any of these characters again except for the black knight yeah in star fox great yeah i'm so excited for star fox but we'll get we'll get there we'll get there i know um i also feel like just like they develop this weird thing with sprite of like wanting to be an adult or whatever and i get it but i feel like it when that causes her to just like want to destroy the entire planet it feels a a little out of left field like i get that that's upsetting but to be to the point where you're like yeah i want to destroy the earth because i'm not an adult and you're like one of like the three people who's joined that team yeah and it's like really (laughs) like okay It it was weak and I that idea of yeah, and I feel like she's not the one that ever brings it up. It's always other characters that bring it's it up. It's always Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, and up. it's the first time that she brings it up, and it's her motivation to team up with Icarus. And they're sitting on that rock, and I really thought they were gonna kiss. I thought they were gonna go for it cause in like a weird, sad way. I thought it was gonna happen. I think if it wouldn't uh, create legal troubles for obvious reasons. Yeah, but it probably yeah, it's would have happened, happened on a film. It's happened before. You can do I that. I still don't think the MCU would, would allow that to happen. No, I'm glad it didn't happen, but there was a second where my reasoning was not, they won't let this happen. My reasoning was, what if this happens? Because this movie's fucking nuts and they went to Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe yeah, the craziest thing We should talk about that, that next, because Jesus Christ fucking oh is my god is that a little disrespectful to cut that in when there's nothing else that bad in this whole movie i i know we're unqualified to talk about that but yeah. i also do think that like, i feel like to an extent it it's a little disrespectful especially like it wasn't that long ago in the span of like history it was literally in the 40s that was like 80 years ago that's not that <sighs> 
there's probably people that were still alive from when that happened. Like, well, it's a little... What, I think also about... Because, like, it's not like the first superhero movie to deal with this. Cause, oh, definitely not. Again, First Class has World War II themes. A lot of the X-Men movies do in Captain America. And we literally did Hiroshima and the Wolverine. Like, that's how that movie opens. But I think what I don't like about it in this is it's like this fictional character feels responsible for the bomb a real world bombing and that just feels kind of icky to me i don't like that and really it, it's also very weird to shift the blame from the united states government to, to fastos the eternal is the one that fake, caused yeah, hiroshima to happen to fake characters it's like no you like you no did this <sighs> Like, that was his motivation for giving up on humanity, is that he created the atom bomb and, and I don't, caused Well, Hiroshima. I don't think he literally created it. I think he just led to the technological advancements that Either way. Because he always wanted to give them, like, more futuristic technology. Yeah, but either way, it's like this fictional uh, celestial being indirectly caused a nuclear one of the, explosion. The worst thing that's ever happened in human history. Like, don't... No. Just when it said that, when that title card came up and it was that image and then it cut to him in the rubble, I was shocked. Because that was, like, yeah. the most... Just, like, did not expect that. Because when they were doing, like, ancient, you know, or, like, history stuff, it was all ancient history. And you can do whatever you want. And yeah, I, when and you're talking like, oh, about okay. Mesopotamia, it's like, yeah, whatever. That was, like, so long ago. Yeah. Not yeah. something less than a hundred years ago. That everyone knows about and is, like, traumatic. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, one of know. the, like, worst human tragedies in history and be like, yep, yeah, Fastos did it. That's what's weird to me. It's not, like, dealing with heavy yeah, topics. Yeah, that's or, not or necessarily even a bad thing. Heavy it's... history. And even the idea that, like, really bad things in history they feel responsible for because they didn't do anything would be fine. But not that's when they not get that specific, is. though. Not when it's that specific and not when he stands in the rubble and says, oh, I could have... St- Stopped this like he pulled a Mark Wahlberg essentially. Yeah, and they do go to Iraq, and I did think it was going like, to say I did this like 2001 when they went to Iraq. I was worried for a second. Speaking of that, uh, an Iraq title card shows up right after That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that was that was not. Yeah, it said Iraq, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a very easy joke to make that considering it's about history, but that the they timing. Would... Yeah, was but, very suspicious. You must yeah, admit. Yeah, it was it was a little a little yikes. That was pretty yikes. Um anyway, moving away from that, <laughs> moving away from the horrible horrible tragedies. Well, actually they do have sex in this. There's sex again in the MCU. It's back. Yeah, for the first time in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, even longer than that at this point. It's been yeah. 13 years since a real sex scene. But I feel like even then in like when it was in Iron Man, it was more of a joke. Like this is like a I genuine so. like this is intimate, actually intimate, like yeah. sex scene. It was good. I thought it was well handled. Like it was genuinely hot. <laughs> it yeah. was it was sexy. I'll okay. say it. I'll say it. No, but I mean, I thought that like the fact that they would go for something like that in this kind of movie was like, oh, okay. Like they do respect. There, that's what's weird. Is like with exposition, I feel like they don't respect the audience. But then with the maturity of some of it, I feel like they did. Mm-hmm. And I wish they wouldn't pick and choose because if this movie didn't explain itself so much, I would like it a lot more. 
but I feel like it was a little jarring. Like it kind of just happens, especially with sex scenes not being all that common at all know. in the MCU. I thought there was setup for it, and I thought because it led into that whole romantic subplot. Yeah, and it came which from. I that. I feel like that subplot is good. I think so too. Like. Other than, like, the, just, like, the shock of it just kind of happening, uh, I think it's fine. It's like, no, yeah. it's whatever. No, I just wanted to bring it up, because if we're talking about, like, the more... It is kind of a big deal for the I MCU, think it is, I think. yeah. And then, again, that gay representation is, like, great. Like, this is what we always wanted, was, like, actual mm-hmm. representation. This is, like, completely legit. Like, there's no room for cutting this out for foreign markets or whatever yeah no that's absolutely like um so it's already been banned in a couple countries yeah. for obvious reasons and disney said that they weren't gonna cut anything out mm-hmm. and i absolutely don't think it's because disney cares about the lgbt community mm-hmm. it's just because if they cut any of the stuff out in the parts where there's a gay couple uh, the movie just no longer makes any sense. The plot just kind of, like, stops making and sense. And I think they knew that when they were writing it that that stuff was essential. Mm-hmm. And so whoever made that choice, I do appreciate. Yeah, I'm not good on you. praising the execs, but I'm still happy that we get to have this. Because it was, yeah, it was great. And they were great. Like, they were a good on-screen couple. That mm-hmm. You know, his husband wasn't on screen for that long, but I felt that. And his connection with his son was really great. And, like, I wanted him to get home to his family. And then when it ended back at his house, I was like, oh, this is great. I feel safe here because everyone's cool here. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was just a nice thing. And I, because I had heard, oh, this character's gay. But, you know, at this point when you hear that, it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. But it did mean something. And I was, I was happy to see that. Like, that's the stuff that brings this movie up for me. I thought that whole action scene in the forest was probably the best of this, of the action in this. Yeah, I can see that. I thought that, that was, was a, a pretty one. strong. Yeah, that was a pretty strong sequence. And he's like controlling all everybody's minds with the with the guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just all these innocent citizens. Just all these because <laughs> he's an asshole. All these random people with shotguns, just like in sync reloading and yeah, firing. Yeah, that was a good image. I like that. No, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything about that scene was great. Okay, what do you think about the whole the whole Kingu situation? Um, what do you mean? I mean, just that whole character and his introduction. I I think I, I like the the character. Um, it might just be my bias because I like his actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his introduction was... Low it, energy and weak? Absolutely. But no. such a good idea. Like, no, but for me, like, it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it could have been so funny and exciting. But it was like no one gave a shit like it was so low energy mm-hmm. i did not expect it to be like because that was like one of the only things i had heard was that that happened and i was excited for that and it was just like it could have been a lot bigger it was mm-hmm. so so and it felt like yeah like aladdin like i was saying like the yeah recent like it could have been done a lot better i thought it was like fine but i feel like with something that's supposed to be that high energy just being fine isn't it should have been exciting and i wasn't excited yeah and like when he showed up it's like okay it's funny that he's doing this but he's not going all the way no one's going all the way Mm -hmm. like nobody like entirely committed to it it's just like yeah sure this is happening i guess and i really like that joke in the plane where he's got like all the movie posters and he's like this is my great grandfather this is my grandfather this is my mm-hmm. dad like <laughs> i come from a family of great actors but it's just him all, all throughout uh-huh. history that's hilarious but i really do i want that scene to be 
better than it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I loved his friend. I thought his friend was was a funny gag mm-hmm. that I was worried would kind drag of drag out for a little too long. Yeah, be like unfunny. Why did the MCU decide that they hate valet drivers? Because yeah, that's a that's, weird thing. That's like a weirdly specific job. To and like... Asian valet drivers, I must add. Yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> Yeah, a little I bit. I don't know what that. You make Shang-Chi a fucking valley Maybe it's driver, just a coincidence, then... but it's it's a weird thing to, it's to so do It's so specific, though. Yeah. And then, yeah, this in, like, valet, like, he could have said chauffeur, but he says valet. Because I was like, that's a weird way to put that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, just putting that out there. Fuck you guys. What does mm-hmm. that mean? I don't like that. <laughs> um, but I like that character. I thought it was funny. Another thing about that character, though, I think there's something kind of respectable about, like, he doesn't, like at the end of the movie he's not part of the final fight just mm-hmm. because he, he's like yeah i agree with icarus but like i'm not gonna fight you over it so i'm just gonna yeah, go that's great <laughs> i know i love that he's like i would never fight you over yeah this, just but... like having a difference of opinion is like that was not mature. usually something you see in a superhero movie it's like yeah we all agree we're all in agreement, no conflict yeah. here but it's like it's interesting to see like yeah i don't really agree with you guys so i'm not gonna help you but i'm not gonna stop you either that like you guys do line, you yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And yeah, stuff, that's the kind of stuff that, where I'm like, really, 48% or whatever on mm-hmm. It's like, no, man, come on, I, I don't know. This is not a 48. Maybe no. a 60, but Maybe not a 48. Maybe a 60, but I'll, you know. I don't hate that. It's not even my least favorite MCU movie that came out this year. Like, I'd rather watch this than Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I don't think I'm ever going to see this again, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your that's your world. Yeah, <laughs> Must be it, nice. It's so long. It's very long. <laughs> like, I won't be watching this. Well, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. probably for a while, but... This is definitely better than Black Widow. It it is. No, it is, because that movie is so safe, and this never really feels safe. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing about it, even when it missteps. Um, Okay, what about all the MCU references in this? And by all the MCU references, I mean people saying Thanos and the snap all the time. And Doctor Strange and Thor. There is way more than I thought there would be. There's so many. And, and I think bad. it's literally just because this feels so different than the rest of the MCU. But they had to, they felt the need to remind you that, hey, you're still watching a Marvel movie. It felt cringy. Like, cringier it, yeah. than usual. Because usually I think they're pretty good at. Because it's like, obviously, if you lived in that world, that's all anyone would ever talk about. Yeah, but. But also, it can't being be. Being like, much. oh, are you guys wizards? Like, Doctor Strange? Like, come on also are you like batman and superman yeah like, like now it's confu- it's also confusing now and that's gonna fuck people over too who like think that all these movies are in the same universe because mm-hmm. now people are saying superman it's like oh that's strange also i really want to know about batman and superman in this universe mm-hmm. what is that like and why has no one brought that up before i'm genuinely curious if like what movies exist yeah like what movies exist how does the dc universe exist in the marvel universe yeah like is it different Uh, or is it exactly the same well it sounds like exactly the same except probably batman hasn't met spider-man as many times as (laughs) as he usually does or maybe he has crossover maybe he has if if spider-man can meet barack obama anything can happen uh dreams can come true yeah always yeah uh if eminem can can uh clean up the streets with the punisher (laughs) anything's possible yeah i really hated all that it's very different from, you know, the original Spider-Man. Oh, you're not Superman, you know? Great, perfect. That's a perfect little reference that superhero media exists in this universe where a superhero in it. But this universe is all superheroes, so the fact that that kind of superhero media exists is very weird. Also, 
You can't fucking sneak in an evil Superman and think that we're not going to notice. You can't yeah, keep doing this shit. Can you fucking Superman. stop? You can't you stop getting me? away with this. <laughs> You're never going to get away with this. I hate I hate it. That, I, I'm so done. When when he was revealed, like when the twist with him was revealed, I I didn't even I fully sighed re- so hard. I didn't even fully realize it until until Another like right now that that evil is exactly Superman. Right. And he's the least scary of all of them. He's, he's literally like not because like he's the thing so about pretty. Him, <laughs> sure. Um, the the thing about him though is he doesn't have like the the super strength of Superman. He just has the eye lasers and the flight. Like without that, he can't do all that much. He's not mm. very intimidating. Yeah. No, Who do you I think is the most intimidating one out of all of them? Probably. God, I don't know. I'd argue probably Gilgamesh. I'd probably Gilgamesh, and he's the one who gets taken out. Yeah, because he's, like, definitely the biggest. He's, and the strongest, probably, because yeah. whenever he hits something, it goes fucking far. And I think he's my favorite in the movie. I really love that guy. I thought he was hilarious. Pro- yeah, probably me me too, which is why it's unfortunate that he died so quickly. I think probably yeah. either him or Fastos were probably my two favorites. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're both great. I, I feel like that that's probably what most people would say, though. And I liked the... I love the whole scene at, like, his farm. Like, and, even though Angie... Even though Angie wasn't doing much in this movie, I liked that he was like, I'm gonna watch over her, and he just did for, like, 7,000 years. Mm-hmm. Like, they just had that relationship. And then you feel that when he dies. It feels like a big moment, so... I, I think that stuff's great. I, I do think a lot of the character stuff and relationships are pretty great in this. Like, that's kind of what this needed to do well, and I think it does do that well. Mm-hmm. And then in every other area, it feels free to just go nuts. This is truly the craziest film in this entire fucking universe. And not on, like, a the most stuff happens and every character's in it, but it's just weird. It's a weird oddity of a little movie, and I'm I am happy it exists. Honestly, I, mean, I really am. Do we I think have it's more weird. weird stuff to say? Um, we talked about other than the, uh, oh, other other than the very the, yeah, other than the end. Um, I was so worried that there was forty minutes left of this movie when the me too when the celestial showed back up. I oh, had a panic attack. Oh my god! I felt like Angie. So our movie started at seven thirty, and for some reason, because of how long trailers are. I assumed we would be done around like 10:30. So all of the Eternals get picked up by their weird celestial god that thing. That was a weird ending. Yeah, that was really <laughs> I weird. I didn't really know what was but, going on for a second. So it was 10 o'clock. I checked my phone when that happened. Brandy on and, his phone in the movies because yeah, he hates I know. Uh, I was under the impression that the movie would be done at 10:30 and it was 10 o'clock. And I seriously had a heart attack <laughs> thinking that there was half an hour left and then i realized no it's going to be done in like two minutes i really thought because <laughs> shang chi goes so crazy i thought that was a fake out ending and then it was gonna there was gonna be a big celestial fight mm-hmm. like i really thought that was gonna happen i'm glad that didn't happen. yeah i like whenever i watch movies I, I can like never tell how much time has passed yeah so like i had felt like it had been a really long time but also, it was a really long movie, so I could totally believe that there was another, like, 20 minutes of the movie left. Yeah, I was Either convinced. way, it was a very weird way to end it, because literally the thing just, like, shows up in the sky, picks them up, is like, hey, I'll be watching, and then that, it just ends. 
how many fucking characters in this universe are just, I'm gonna be watching you? <laughs> Most of them but, at this point. Yeah, there's, like, that. that's, like, this entire phase of the MCU is just fucking I, space things watching the Earth. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I guess we should probably talk about what might be our second favorite moment in the film. Um, it's my absolute favorite. It, you know, it might be my number one favorite moment where... In the entire MCU. Icar- potentially, because Icarus is so distraught about what he has done. He, he is, is so, so upset for turning on his family, because you don't betray family. You never turn on La Familia. Family. Especially not on the fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. That's the one where he turns on on La Familia, and but by the end, he has a son, and he names him after Paul Walker. Cool. On the roof. They're having the Coronas on the roof. I think There's I saw like it in, every the, in the movie, movie theater. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he turns back on family and he helped them save the day. I guess kind of. I wasn't really sure if that's what happened voluntarily, but I think he helped them. Uh, I was seal very that celestial guy up because he did a big pound into the ground. He did ground pound. I'm pretty sure <laughs> his signature move. Yeah, he did the ground pound. <laughs> and, um, and then in his final moments, he flies out of Earth's atmosphere and he looks back at the Earth. The world that he's known for 7,000 years. And he flies through space. And I was like, oh, he's off to find a new galaxy. Superman Returns style. He's going to go no. find something. Um, That's not what happened. I could instantly tell what was going to happen. Because I as he was not. looking at the planet, this, like the light from the sun was like slowly coming in. And I was like, oh my god. I did not think that ever. Because... So, <laughs> so he starts flying uh, away from the Earth. And, yeah, most people would probably guess, like, oh, he's just gonna go fly off and, like, go somewhere where he won't hurt people or whatever. I thought um, he was pulling a white vision, where white vision just mm-hmm. leaves. But no, um, he does probably what white vision also did. I hope um, so. That would be so great. And he flies directly towards the fucking sun and kills himself by throwing himself into the sun. And at first I was like, oh, he's going to charge... Because, you know, Superman. uh, Superman gets his power from Mm. the sun. And I was like, okay, he's going to charge himself up. Become even more super powerful to do something. No, he just flies all the way into the sun and dies. And he dies. And I... I love it so much. I lost my fucking mind. Because that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. There is... That is chaos. There's no MCU villain death that is ever going to top Icarus... A character named Icarus. Yes. Flying himself too close to the, the sun. sun. He <laughs> flew so close to the sun, Franny, that he flew into the sun and killed himself. What a what a way to go. What a what a champ. That's so amazing. And it also happens right after Fastos goes, I always wanted to clip your wings, Icarus. And then he flies into the sun. Good one. It's fucking it's something, man. It's bonkers also there's a lot of weird star wars stuff there's a star wars book right against the camera and somebody's yeah. watching empire strikes back at some point so i bring all that up anyway is there re- other weird stuff like that weird pop culture stuff oh my god there is some really cringy stuff when kumail nanjiani first shows up in there and they go to hang out with everybody else and he's like oh you don't have a dvd player oh my god streaming he's is like the you future. should get a kindle Oh wait, you don't know what an iPad is. You wouldn't know what a Kindle is, like. And they're like looking at Twinkies, like it was like fucking. How much money did you make on this scene? So much money, 
but is not the, from Amazon. Yeah, is this where the budget came from? Because <laughs> it sounds, yeah, it's so, no, it, it was, like, derogatory. It was so cruel to watch. Like, I did not want to sit there and watch that the shit. The product placement was painful. I thought Kumail was, like, way too much in this most of the time. Like, when he was serious, like, in that moment where he's like, oh, you know, I don't agree with you guys, but I'm not going to fight you guys. Mm-hmm. That's great. When he's being serious, he's great. But I thought all the a lot of the comedy man moments were like way too much even though that's fair i think the best one is when that celestial's head explodes and mm-hmm. he's like did you get that <laughs> and that's a good that's a good little, little moment but yeah i can see him definitely being a little too much i think when he's working off of his friend that's when he's at his best mm-hmm. too. i think they have a good relationship together i th- i think for comic relief gilgamesh is definitely uh, a better character mm-hmm. yeah he's he's definitely my favorite okay so, do we want to talk post-credit scenes? Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that we can talk about. And it's one a.m. We're like almost an hour in. So you know, you knew vaguely what was going to happen. So, like a week or two ago, um, pretty much when like the first screenings of this movie were happening. I kept seeing the headline that Harry Styles was joining the MCU as Eros, the brother of Thanos, and that is all the context I had leading up to this movie. I knew nothing about the movie, but I knew that Harry Styles was in a post-credit scene. Um, so I was very interested to learn what the context was, and I am... My disappointment is immeasurable. I have nothing against Harry Styles. I'm going to say that. I don't really have much of an opinion on the guy. Yeah. Out the gate, I don't hate Harry Styles, but... I like the song Cherry. It's a good song. (laughs) But, um... This was rough. Harry, what are you doing, buddy? This was... And it's not even mostly his fault. So... It's Patton Oswalt's fault. If that is him, I don't know. It's... There's no way it's not him, right? I think... Am I I just hearing things? I think it is him pitched down. Potentially. Yeah. Because he looks like the dwarf from, like, God of War. Mm -hmm. He looks awful, though. The CG... He looks... That CG is awful. Okay, so it's the... Because which ones were taken by the Celestial? None of them. They left on their own. No, I mean... Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, because so the the fast one that I can't remember her name... um, no, but Fina they're and they're looking for for them, right? They're like, oh, there's no sign of them. No, they're looking for other Eternals. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they Bad. they left to go Dumb. look for other Eternals, I guess. Boring. Um, so they're on the ship going through space, and then a portal opens, and then a dwarf i guess so. i don't know because uh, some dwarf, sort of, well, dwarfs in this universe are giant yeah some sort of vaguely magical creature short creature comes out of a portal and it's i think a pitch down pat nozzle and it's really unfunny For one it's really unfunny and also horribly animated it looks like i don't even know what it looks like it, it looks, looks like it's from a cartoon like it from looks a like DreamWorks it is directly ripped yeah like ripped straight out of a dreamworks movie and then put into like live action it's and it not looks really bad. an exaggeration like it is one of the worst effects i've seen in a long time especially in 
for being in this movie where all of the effects I think are really, really good. Yeah, there's And no, then having that at the very end. I don't think there's any real problem because I think I complained about some of the green screening in Shang-Chi. And I don't really have any problems like that with mm-hmm. this. But it's so it's that's terrible. Like I cannot believe that got through. They must have edited that very far away. Like, you could not have been close to the computer and made that. It looks like they animated that character, like, literally last week. (laughs) Like, they were still doing it while it was coming into the theater. Like, they were doing it behind a big curtain. We're doing it live. (laughs) They really did do it. They really did say, fuck it, we'll do it live. Because... It's horrible, and all the dialogue's horrible, and then Harry Styles shows up as Star Fox. Yeah, as Star Fox, who looks exactly like Shazam. Which is confusing for people, because you think Star Fox, you think Fox, McCloud, is that his name? Mm-hmm. N6, you know, yeah, the from Nintendo the Star Fox character. games, yeah, you don't think some random space pirate yeah, from the 70s. You don't think Eros, Thanos' brother. Surely non-biological. <laughs> No, biologically, I think. Great. That'll be fun to explain in a movie that won't happen. Yeah, because in the comics, uh, Thanos gets born and his parents want to murder him immediately for being ugly, What's the line? There's like uh, that his mom says yeah, where he's like... It's like, ki- kill, we will it kill it before it grows. before it grows, yeah. Uh, That's so yes, it's something like that. So, no, they are biologically brothers. Um, I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, cause, it because comics are weird. Um... There's no way... Well, okay, the only thing that I can imagine is we're getting another Star Fox cameo in another post credit scene in Guardians, Guardians 3. Yeah, I guess Like, so. he's not going to be in the actual movie, or if he is, it's going to be like a Howard the Duck type of cameo where he's in, like, one scene in the background. Or Thor 4 or something. But, like, why even yeah. put him in this? If he's not going to be a big deal, why put him in this? Because Howard the Duck, everyone knew who that was. I mean, it's the exact same thing that happened in the post credit scene after that. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, no, they do the exact that's same thing, the problem. arguably worse. These are the worst post-credit scenes f- for any of these movies. Because even, Prob- like... Yeah, probably e- ever. Even bad post-credit scenes usually don't bring down the mood that much. Like, because the second Shang-Chi post-credit scene, whatever. But we're still riding high off the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, this has two of the worst I've ever seen back-to-back. And neither of them are remotely interesting to me. And it's just because... I I can't see them going anywhere anytime soon. And I'm not excited to see either of these ever. I, I, yeah, feel I like genuinely don't care. It feels like the end of the Snyder Cut, where it's not just like, I hate this. It's like, I never want to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I never want to see this expanded upon. That's how I feel about movies. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't care about Star Fox. I'm dreading the idea of having to see Star Fox again. I'm dreading the idea of the Black Knight. Unless he fights Blade. I so... actually... I... I think I hate the Star Fox one more, to be fair. Yeah, I think it's I hate annoying. that one. Yeah, I think I hate that one, too. The The Black Knight one is kind of just whatever. So, the second post credit scene is Kit Harrington's character, who was in the movie for, like, ten minutes. Um, he's actually a, a, a real character. He's the Black Knight, who's, like, a, a Thor villain, right? Yeah, basically. And... Well, before that, even at the end of the movie, before the post credit scenes, he's like, "Oh, I have a weird family history." Mm-hmm. And then put all that the, the celestial stuff. Don't happens, put that so. in the movie. Who cares? Yeah. So Who the post credit scene is just him opening a case, and there's a sword in it, and he's like talking to it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick it up," and then some voice is like, "Are you sure?" And then it just cuts. Like we don't see who's talking, and I don't think it's the sword. 
No, he, I don't think it's a sword. He looks off in a different direction and then just cuts. He's talking to somebody. I hope Blade. But like, give me some Blade it's, shit. Because it's, it's not Blade. Why not? <laughs> I doubt it. Why? Did it sound like Mahershala Ali? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It's. I seriously doubt. It's I think Blade. I saw a sword and went Blade. Maybe. Even though I know it's the Black Knight, yeah. my favorite fucking character from Monty Python. But I I feel like it's just such a disappointing end credit scene just because Kit Harrington has already said. That he has no clue when he's doing anything in the MCU. Which means that at least for the next two years, that character's just going to be gone. Like, we're not going to hear about this character anymore. We've had so many great post-credit scenes recently, too. Like, the Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi... That first Shang-Chi one is is great. And we had the Venom one recently. Like... I I can't put up with it. Like this is not it. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, these are like I was already shaky on the ending of the actual movie, but I was okay with it. And then when those two things happened, like it just sucked a lot of it out for me, Mm -hmm. which is too bad because I don't want to reflect the rest of the movie on that. But when that's the last thing you see, you have to. It's so insanely rare when not just one, but both the post credit scenes make the movie feel worse yeah they really did they really and they like had all all my problems with the movie were also in those scenes Mm -hmm. like accented in those small scenes because yeah it's not a perfect movie it's not a movie i love but it's a movie i appreciate and for what it does yeah and something i think is in some ways important in progressing certain things and i think it does say a lot of stuff about human nature that i genuinely find interesting Mm mm-hmm and like the evolution of humans through technology and attitude and all that like that stuff is actually really well handled i think uh but some of it's dumb and bad and <laughs> a man flies into the sun uh which i do appreciate i must admit yeah we'll, uh we'll ignore the post credit scene so that we can focus on that is the a man flying thing. into the sun yeah okay well if that's it the next fucking mcu movie spider-man baby we made it we're on our way Whoa, that's so Let's fucking go. crazy um Okay, well, I want to go watch Sharkboy and Lava Girl, so I don't want to talk anymore yeah. about this. I want to watch uh, Taylor Lautner on that little raft or whatever. Mm-hmm. On the cookie raft. Yeah, that's. I was talking about a different raft, but oh, yeah. Okay. You'll, yeah. Yeah, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. I'll point out the Shark raft. Sharkboy and Lava Girl is a great movie. It is a great movie. So is Let's Be Heroes or whatever the sequel's called. What? You know the sequel? Oh, yeah. The one that was made, like, last year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were talking about it. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh... This will come out, like, right now, but there'll be a Deadpool 2 episode on the way and other stuff. So, you can find us on Instagram at MarvelMoviePod. You can email us at MarvelMoviePod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram with Fideg. Franny is not on social media because he is actually 7,000 years old. Oh, my God. Do you remember they put the fucking face app on him? They did the Oh, my old... God. That does happen. And every... there's, like, a running joke about how you're addicted to your phone. Yeah, I don't. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, idiots. Everyone's so fucking stupid. Okay. Um, thanks, guys. We love you. <laughs> uh, bye. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. The Eternals don't... Um, yeah, I can't say Don't that. review Bombit. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't review Bombit. Come on. Come on. Also, Harry Styles was there. 